Welcome back to the Taiku Podcast. It's been a while. Chris is here. Hello. It's only been like a month, maybe. Uh, it's a while. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's been a while. So we we record your boys. It was in July at some point. <laughs> it's August now. A month, like it's I said, I, I stand by it. Well, it, it was a busy month. You went to Otakon, and Dana visited you. And it's true. It's a very busy month. Otakon was cool, though. We missed you. And I missed you guys too. Thank you for sending me the Ellie's. <sighs> felt so much better about everything. Are they uh, trying on your desk now? Yeah. Oh, you you didn't see it on Twitter? They're 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 in there. Wait, yeah, I get to see that. <laughs> They're they're in there. It's just it's, it might be tough to tell amongst the other six or seven Ellie figures. Yeah, I, I saw that, and you're like, I might have to move Utena soon. And I'm like, I don't even see Utena in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I like examining the photo, and I'm like, oh, it's way way in the back. I can kind of see something. Yeah, she, she's but she's behind the snow halation figure, which came with that really cool background stand. So yeah. that that's what. Drowned out Utena, and that's why I was like, oh man, she can't stay back there forever. Oh, that would be absurd. <laughs> it's okay, I'm still just, I'm waiting. Hopefully, just another two months, not longer, like last time, for the Halloween Ellie figure. Um, that's right. I don't think I ordered the Halloween Lucky figure, I don't remember. It's not a very good looking figure anyway, so you're, you're fine. Is that the ghost one? Uh, it, no, it, it is and it isn't. Like, I guess it's supposed to be the ghost one, but it just looked like she's wearing like weird purple lace things. It, the, I, it, it was one of my least favorite cards in the game, even, and that's the one they chose to be the Halloween Maki figure. Um, that's disappointing. I'm not money anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I pre-ordered it so long ago, so the money was already spent. <laughs> Because yeah. the money had to come around Halloween-ish now. No. <laughs> so you can buy Kakamatsu sunglasses from Osumatsu for 12,000 yen. Wow, I feel sorry for anyone who does that. <laughs> yep. No sunglasses is worth 120 bucks. Yep. But people will probably tell me that I'm wrong because a lot of sunglasses cost that much money. Uh, if you get, like, a really nice prescription pair, they can cost that money, that much money, but you can also just go to the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I still need to finish watching Osumatsu-san. I never... I, I watched up to episode three. That's a good show. You watched the first episode, though, right? Yeah, I watched the first episode before it got taken away, yeah. and it wasn't as great as everybody was making it out to be. Like, I don't feel a loss having lost the the original version of that episode. Oh, I really liked the first episode. I liked it more than 
both the other episodes. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, episode three was my favorite one up to that point. Cause that's all I had watched. Uh, the best part of episode one though, was the love lives. Hanging yeah. Out in the of background. course. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Something, something about the first episode, it just didn't really click with me. Like I, I, it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't really strike me as that funny. Um, it, you know, Tons of references, lots of energy. It was very cool and exciting looking, but it just didn't tickle my funny bone that that hotly. Mm, well, there were a lot of episodes of us that I didn't really like. Yeah, it, it ran for what twenty six episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of episodes to be like consistently funny too. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely picked up for me with episode two, and then episode three was just really good. But I'm terrible at life. Instead, I just watched all of Symphagear in a month and a half. <laughs> but that Symph- was, was good. It was amazing. Like, people always complain about anime, about how, like, oh, some, you know, most of the times the ending doesn't work or it doesn't stick the ending. You'd be like, the greatest show, and then it ends weekly or something. Every season of Sinfogreer had like the best ending of any series. Like it was just so good over and over again. Being a reviewer, really like that series. Yeah, it's it it's very surprising. Like it it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and like I guess some people watch it and they're like totally aware of the ridiculous and are like, oh, I like this because it's ridiculous. But the the show sells itself so seriously, like it doesn't come off as ridiculous when, you know, the common meme now from the first episode of season three, when they uh, Hibiki punches a mountain, like it's ridiculous, but the show sells it so hard, like you're just wrapped up in it. And I didn't feel that anything was over the top. And it was just it was there and it was so emotional I cried so much and I love all those characters so much and the ending of every season. I cannot stress like the final battle for each season lasts like three or four episodes <laughs> and it's just like more epic as, as the show went on. It was, it was so, so good. The only, the only thing I didn't like too much about the show is as the seasons went on, it became more uh, voyeuristic uh, regarding the uh, younger and younger characters. Wow. So, like, like in the first season, they're all, like, I, I, I could have sworn they were middle school, but I think they're, they're high school, like, first years. Yeah. Then in the second season, it introduces two characters that are, like, ten uh, and then the third season, there's a character who looks like she's like six, well, but she but she's actually like 500 years old. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Oh, well, of course. Um, <laughs> well, then it's not pedophilia if they're like 100 years old. Yeah, that was the only thing. It, but it, it's basically it, it it goes with the magical girl tropes, and so every season has uh, transformation sequences, and each season, like they made the transformation sequences even cooler. But also worse for the the younger characters. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. Like the animation, the story, everything got better. I think the second season was my favorite. 
of the three, mm-hmm. but the end of season three was like the highlight of the whole 39 episode shebang. And I hope there's a season four, like the way that they kept making up story to keep going, they could keep making up story and keep going a bit further. I see. I see. Yeah. So that's what I do instead of watching Osamatsu-san. Or the new seasons. Or the new seasons. I'm I'm still watching JoJo's and I'm watching Berserk because it airs the same day as JoJo and it's the only other thing that I have an interest in that airs on a Friday. Like I'll be hard on Berserk. I'll be hard on it because it deserves to be hard on because it's terrible. But <laughs> why do you keep watching? As the episodes have gone on, it's gotten a little bit less terrible. Like the really bad animation and the CG, because uh, for the most most of the time they use uh, that cell shading 3D oh. CG. And it looks really terrible, but oh, as the episodes have gone on, it's gotten a little bit better. Either that or they're using more traditional animation, so it, it and it's blurring the lines a bit better. Like the first episode, like you, you were watching three different shows cut and pasted together with how bad that animation was. Yeah. Um, but the 2D animation was stunning. Like you could tell in the first episode when it became normal animation because it was really good looking. Um, they're blurring the lines a bit more. Um, and the story itself is, is ramping up and crazy demons and monsters and all kinds of violence and bloodshed. Um, so I, I, I get wrapped up into it more. Uh, I really like Berserk. Uh, it's a really great manga, uh, really great story. Um, I like all the demon stuff better than the medieval garbage that everybody else really likes. Cause I just, I never got into all that medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but are you watching Food Wars? I I have not started watching Food Wars season uh, two because I've been watching Symphogear for the last month and a half, Corey. Four days Wars. a week, four days a week, watching Symphogear. I had to catch up. I had to get it out of the way. I didn't want it to drag forever. <laughs> like slam dunk. Oops. Hey, I, I don't know what your guys' deal is. I'm, I have watched episode 85 and I'm just waiting to record. I, uh, need to watch all of them. I, and so does Casey, I think. You need yep. to, to remind him. Yeah, he needs to watch more than me. Yeah, that's true because he, he's still from where our last episode left off. Yeah. I've been, I've been sitting pretty waiting to record for like two months now on Slam Dunk. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> don't even, don't even be, be stepping. <laughs> and that was another reason why I haven't been watching a lot of the newer shows was because I watched 50 episodes of <laughs> Duck and, you know, that took me like three months during my lunch breaks to get through. It's a lot of episodes. It is. Uh, no, I, I started watching like last weekend. I watched the first two episodes of, uh, Kaganari. Oh, Kaganari. Kaganari, yeah. Like, I just I just don't get how how people think sometimes because I watch so many different types of movies and stuff. I remember when it aired, everybody was saying how like try hard terrible it was. Fuck you, man. Those first two episodes were good. I'm like, I am hooked. I will watch this show, and then I haven't watched an episode since. <laughs> That's just how I am. <laughs> but I was I really dug those first two episodes. 
and like attack on train or whatever ridiculous uh, joke you want to make about how it's just attack on Titan with trains is entirely unfounded um, just because it's the same studio and the same director and they haven't made attack on Titan season two yet. It, there's no bearing between the two. It's, it's night of the living dead. It's a zombie show. I'm good with it. Well, so what are we doing here, Corey? What, what have you been watching? What do you want to talk about besides Food Wars, which I, I do want to watch? Food Wars is good. Uh, like what I've been watching, or should we get into the topic? Do both. I don't care. I don't, right. know, I don't know how long this topic is going to to go. Uh, and, and I just I, I, I need to talk and keep my brain going at all times. I have been watching 13 shows, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> There's uh there's only two per usually two per day. There's nothing on Wednesdays, one on Thursdays, and then three on Friday and Saturday. But every other day is two. And two of them are shorts. Oh, oh that helps. Uh yes. High school life of Fudagi, which is kind of hilarious. Uh it's about this Fudagi who loves Yaoi. Hey, for for those in the audience, can you please explain what a fudanshi is? Uh, so this is an offshoot of fujoshi, which means like dirty girl, isn't it? Uh, it's just like describes a fan of yaoi manga and a, a female fan yes. of yaoi manga and boys love. Because uh, Joshi would be girls, and fudanshi is a guy fan of that. So there, you, there you go. Now, now you can keep talking. Is it actually pretty funny though? Uh, it's hit and miss, but it's one of the shorts, so I just keep watching it. Okay. Yeah, those are easy. I I watched like three episodes of Bananya, but <laughs> I have to remember to watch the two minute episode. So maybe at some point I'll just watch the rest of them. Yeah, Bananya. I'm also watching that. Uh, it's it's cute. It's basically it. <laughs> um, I mean, this season is. No, it's not really. I guess three really good shows, which is basically all I ask from a season. Well, yeah. really, I just ask like one good show. If but you can have one good show that like sticks with you, yeah, for many for a long time. I mean, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, so like Food Wars, Thunderbolt Fantasy, uh, which is the topic show by Gen Aravuchi. How how is that? Because the people who I see t- saying how great it is, I just absolutely cannot trust in regards to it. Because you know, it could it could actually be really terrible, but like hilariously terrible, and that means it's amazing, which I agree with. Uh, but I can't I can't discern uh, the difference. Well, uh, with with Urobuchi, I think you have to wait until the end see how it all plays out. Um, but it's been very solid so far. Uh, it's much more, or I'm watching it at least much more for style over the story because watching this quote unquote animation style is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's about, uh, you know anything about it? I, I know nothing about it except, you know, that it's a puppet show and I was never into Thunderbirds even as a child, so. <laughs> it's about this, uh, ragtag group of people who need to reclaim. Uh, this mystical sword that a family has protected for generations from evildoers who have taken it. So the story begins with brother and sister. The brother is, or the brother holds one part of the sword, and then sister holds the other part of the sword. 
So they have to, or the evildoers are going after them. They kill the brother, takes his part of the sword, and the sister uh, runs away, manages to get away. And then it's uh, them just trying to get through this ridiculous place to get the rest of the sword, or to get the other half of the sword. Okay. Yes, but it's it's just this high high adventure story. Okay. It's very good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a go at some point or wait for you to to see how it goes because yeah again Urobuchi after after Psychopaths you know which I loved and then whatever the fuck that other series was he did afterwards it was terrible I just I like his his name means nothing to me anymore I you know it could be good it could not be good yeah you know which one I'm th- I'm talking about the the water Earth it was like Water World but with the one self-centered robot who wanted to just murder everybody. Viz released it on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, Gargantia? Yeah, there you go. Jared yeah. loves that one. Yeah. yeah. I just... I, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I, I, I greatly disliked it. Like, episode seven or eight, I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. This is great. And then, like, episode nine, I was just like, what ha- you just... Spoiling it, <laughs> I <laughs> it took me like a year to watch all thirteen episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Thunderbolt fans, that's pretty good. Uh, Sweetness and Lightning is probably my favorite of this season. Yeah, it's very looks, cute. It looks really cute. Um, I'm hoping the uh, the bunny drops the uh, curse does not follow it. Uh, I'd like to give it a shot. This is. This is for actual dags. <laughs> well, that has never stopped anime before. Uh, don't say those words. No, <laughs> uh, no, this is about. This isn't about. Um, okay, that's that would be a complete lie. I was about to say this isn't about this guy trying to take care of the kid, but that is exactly what it's about. Uh, his wife has recently passed away and he doesn't know how to cook or do anything so they've been eating microwave meals and uh, convenience store bentos for the longest time Um, his method of parenting is basically hey watch TV while I have to grade these papers Um, because his teacher is very busy but he finally says we need to get you a proper meal at once I want you to have the smile on your face that you had when your mother was still alive. Um, so the main part is them learning to cook together. It's a food show? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. It made me all sad. <laughs> Why? Because it's sad. <laughs> you need to make sure you have that smile on your face like when your mom was around. Yeah. No. <laughs> there was a recent episode where uh, they they take the bags to their kindergarten class, you know, uh, but hers has a stain on it. And his guy, the guy's like, do you want me to get you a new bag? He's like, no, this, this is the one that mom made me. I don't want to get rid of it. And so they have to, like, find a balance between having the stain bag and not having the stain on the bag anymore. Thank oh you, my Alexa. goodness! It's very, it's saddest so show, it's so saddest cute. show of the year. Um, Cheer Boys is the exact opposite of sad. 
What is it? A cheerleading show where a bunch of boys want to become cheerleaders. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, 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 I think I saw that in passing at one point, but I haven't seen much. Yeah, this one's on Funimation. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I watch Love Live, of course. Everybody yeah. knows I would watch Love Live. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even feel I needed to say it. Uh, we're we're behind next year, boys. And also no, we're we're almost caught up on Hongakun, which we just watched a bunch of episodes on Friday. Uh Hondakun, that's the spin off of Barakamon? Yes. yes. Okay. Um this is when he was in high school. Okay. I thought it was familiar and I, I've been seeing the manga at the bookstore and I was like, I think that's what this is, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Battery is the Noe Tomina show on Amazon. Baseball. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's on my list. Yeah. And so is that day, not 91 days, just regular days? Uh, yes, just days. I'm watching both 91 days and days. <laughs> uh, one, one is a, a, a gangster show, if I'm correct. Yeah, one of them is in Prohibition-era America. Um, this kid had his entire family slaughtered by the mob, but he's the only one that escapes. Um, so he, this is years and years later now, um, he is out to kill everyone who killed his family. He has a new identity, he is uh, trained to kill a bunch of people. So that's what he's doing. Nice. Days is the soccer anime. <laughs> now what kind of soccer are we talking about? Like, on the scale of Night in the arena to giant killing. Where are we? Uh, I haven't seen giant killing. Giant killing is the best. You need to watch giant killing. I think it's somewhere in the middle, though, based on what I know about giant killing. Okay. Um, so this is the, the cicadas are pretty loud over there today. In in anime land where Corey resides. It'll bring ambiance to what we're talking about. Anime. <laughs> um, nice about this kid who. He's not really been athletic in his entire life, um, but he joins a pickup soccer game, which is, I think, just like five on five. It's a much smaller field, um, and he really enjoys that, so he wants to play real soccer. He still kind of sucks, um, but he has a lot of potential. It has some similarities with IQ. Okay. But he is not the athletic monster that he not is. All right, and that's on Crunchyroll, right? Yep. What's the other Noe Tamina show this this season? I have no idea. It, it is so does that mean Amazon's not even streaming it? Maybe there's not one. But look it up. Uh, no, nope, there's not another one. It's just oh. Battery. Interesting. Next season is The Great Passage, based on a novel by Shion Mira. You went to Wikipedia too, huh? I did. I don't know. I don't know. Scum's Wish. I don't know what that is, but I'm down with that title. (laughs) What is The Great Passage? Oh, there's the manga out already, so you can check it out. Of what? Scum's Wish. Oh, Yen Press is putting that out? I have not seen that at the bookstore at all. Uh, maybe it's not out yet. But it's licensed, so it'll probably be out by January. It's on Crunchyroll Manga, too, oh. it, yeah. according to the Wikipedia. Wikipedia knows all. 
great passage. Now I'm on freaking Japanese Wikipedia. It's all right. My my, my uh, browser has translated it um, best it can because Google Translate is the worst thing yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, Same. Some publisher of a medium-sized Japanese dictionary has promoting the publication plan of large tokage or tokage. Umashime Mitsuya. Oh, is this uh, the dictionary manga? Of the salesperson is withdrawn to the veteran editor Araki of dictionary editing part was looking for a successor ahead to close the retirement age. God, Google (laughs) translates so bad. It will be transferred to the dictionary editing section. Uh, Was the dictionary editing section called money eating insects in house? Umashime is taking advantage of the strong obsession and inborn tenacity of the word. It slides into talents as a lexicographer. So it's about dictionary editing. Um, it's based off a novel, not a manga. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard of this, actually. But I'm not sure. <laughs> the, the Japanese Wikipedia has the genre listed as dictionary. So this means <laughs> that there's other works listed as <laughs> the genre dictionary. <laughs> That's funny. Oh goodness! Um, what else am I watching? Oh, Morose Mononokian. I saw. I, I I fell asleep watching the first episode. I was it was really late at night when I decided to watch that. It, that yeah. looks that looks like it will scratch my Natsume itch until Natsume next season. Yeah, uh, Mononokian isn't that great, but it's it gets better with each episode. Either because I have more connection with the characters than I don't. Or because it's actually getting bigger, I don't really know. <laughs> it, guess, that little that little fuzzball was pretty damn cute. Yeah. It's not a show that I think I'll remember, but it's enjoyable. Okay. Oh and yeah, Scum's Wish, the first volume comes out in October. Oh cool. In print. Check it on out, maybe. maybe. Uh last one is Orange. Orange is really good. It's very sad. I still need, I want to pick up that manga before I wa- watch the, the anime. So why? Well, I want to pick up the manga at all now. Like, <laughs> it's too late for before the anime. Like, I think I read the first chapter on Crunchyroll manga, but I'm really, I'm really bad about like reading manga online. Like that is, I just, my brain has a hard time doing it. Like even like the few pirated manga I've read, either they've been really short or I never finished them. Like, I still have like three volumes left to read in crows. Um, and that was like two years ago when I started reading it. I'm just digital manga just and digital books and everything. My brain just has a really hard time keeping up with it. Like I have just a stack of books next to my bed. Yeah. Uh, next to my desk. Uh, They're everywhere. Yeah. So I can just like turn around see them and be like, Oh, just read that. And I go or I don't. It's one of them. Yeah. I, I have I have I have a row and a stack next to my bed, and I have like two rows and three stacks next to the chair in the living room. Yeah. Let alone the forever shelves downstairs. I mean, and like what we're talking about today, it was just really fun to sit down and and read these books. And I don't know like if I would finish one chapter online. Like it might, I would get distracted or something like, cause when I, when I, when I read online, it's, 
it's gotten to the point where it's always tidbits. It's always Twitter and it's always, uh, Wikipedia or whatever. It's, it's consuming quickly and then moving on to the next piece of information that my brain randomly goes to. I need a paper book to sit there and get my focus. I get through the digital Shonen Jump and Grunt Journal every so often, but that's, I do it like once a month and then blast through it. Yeah, I finally let my subscription lapse because it's been like two and a half years since I read a weekly Shonen Jump. So I was like, I need to stop paying for this. Yes, it's really cheap, but I'm not reading them. It's only uh, $26. It is, and that's why I kept it up for so many years. <laughs> but I eventually, I just, I just, I, I wasn't reading it. And I, I was a subscriber to the original Weekly Shonen Jump here in America. I got that print magazine for like the yeah. first five years that they existed. I, I found those. Yeah, I found issue zero in a Seven Eleven and immediately subscribed. I had literally every single uh, copy until I donated them. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I used to read them cover to cover um, way back then, so, sitting there at my job at, at the hospital in my security guard outfit in front of the emergency room with a gi- gigantic weekly Shonen Jump magazine sitting there. No, there's another person in Japan doing the exact same thing. Mm, yep. But people gave me some weird looks, man. They were like, what the hell is that? And like... The, the, the covers with Luffy from One Piece on it. Mm. Like, what the hell? That just looks weird. I was like, One Piece is the best. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I need I need to watch some newer shows. But those are thank you thank you for your input, Corey. I don't so, know what I should watch first because uh, go after Sweetness and Lightning first. Well, go after Food Wars first since you've already see, seen that. Then Sweetness and Lightning. Let's see. But I still have to watch season two of Haikyuu. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I've gotten so behind this year. This year has been really hard. Um, you can watch Orange if you want to cry. I, I don't want to cry anymore right now. <laughs> it's true. You know about Orange? Huh? You know about Orange? Uh, just that it's supposedly extremely good, and I read the first chapter forever ago, but I don't remember much of it. Okay. And it's and it's only two print volumes that have already been released, and you can just go buy the whole thing. <laughs> Three print volumes. I thought it was only two, but I, I thought Sakamoto was only three, and that turned out to be four. So you never know. I've only got two in my Amazon cart. I also still like Beer Boys. See. <laughs> <laughs> the complete collection one. Well, the price is going down. Tell me about it. Yeah, twelve bucks a piece. Uh, let, let me look at the back of the book because Amazon has those pictures. Yeah, it's just two volumes. Okay, how many was it originally? Five. Okay. So There's yeah, another one. What? Another one? What? Another manga. Included in the second book. No, like a second manga. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen I don't... Spin-off manga. Oh, you went to Wikipedia. Yep. Obviously. 
Oh, well, I was on Amazon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they dumped the half shoujo demographic and went full seinen for this new one. What was that anime uh, that came out this season or last season where they, like, all 13 episodes came out the same day? Uh, ReZero? Was it? Because people are still watching that. Like, uh, like I see people talk about that every week. <laughs> talking about something zero, but I also know there's two shows with zero in the title, and I get confused because I don't watch either of them. <laughs> that works. Uh, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess we're done randomly talking. It's been 30 minutes. Yeah, probably. All right, so what are we doing? Well, uh, let's take a short break and I get into it. Oh, oh, okay. Do you ever find yourself wanting to listen to more than just sports and anime manga talk than is on the Kaiku podcast? Well, of course you don't, because we talk about more than just anime and manga. But if you ever find yourself wanting more quality podcasting material, head on over to animenostalgia.blogspot.com to listen to Don's excellent podcast on anime from the 90s and earlier. about the real thing. Sports manga. manga. Real sports manga. It's not like fake sports manga. <laughs> the, 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 the Love Live manga isn't licensed yet, so we, we'll save the, the quasi-fake sports manga for another time. <laughs> or the gods lie. So rude. <laughs> I still haven't read that. <laughs> <laughs> I was led astray. <laughs> but it was still really good, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about the renaissance sort of sports manga that we're getting, including Kuroko's Basketball yeah. and Haikyuu from Viz Media and Yoamushi Pedal from Yen Press. Uh, we're not getting any other ones right now, are we? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. We We... We've gotten we've gotten actually quite a bit of sports manga over the years, uh, almost all of it from Viz, but not not anything significant for a while though. Yeah, not for God since the bubble. I want to say I don't think we've had anything really substantial since the bubble burst ten years ago. Yeah, cross manage might be the biggest thing, and that was only visual. And it's only four volumes. It it basically was canceled in Shonen Jump. In yeah. Japan, it's um, really good. I did, I did really like like that one too. I, I would, I would totally buy it if they got a, a print release. I bought the digital ones, and I would buy a print release. <laughs> That's actually about when I stopped reading the digital weekly Shonen Jump. I basically, <laughs> I basically read Cross Manage, and then when I finished it, I think that was the last volume I read. Yes. And now I'm caught <laughs> up. Now I'm caught up with Food Wars, so I have to keep reading Digital Shonen Jump. Uh, Nisekoi ended. So sad. But I'm so glad that it didn't go on 
for yeah. another million episodes. It kind of went on for a long time already. It did. It did. But it's not going to be like two, like 21 volumes, even if that's long time. That's not, you know, I, I, I read One Piece, man. We're, we're almost to volume 80, bro. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 20 volumes of Nisekoi seems, seems about perfect for me. Um, let's get into this. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> start with Kuroko's Basketball. Viz is publishing this in the Omnibus Editions. So it's two volumes. Uh, there was, like, usually when they do this, there's at least some nicer paper when the second volume happens, but it's just the same same thing. Yeah, the, the, uh, the transition, even from the first volume to the second volume, it, it's, it's a flat, matte, black and white uh, replica of the cover from volume two. Okay. So, at, like, least, at least give me some cover or color, man. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it is, but Viz, I, I'm pretty sure it's Viz, or it could be another publisher, but um, when they do omnibuses like this, they'll have the cover for the, the second volume be in color yeah. in the middle. And, and usually, like a lot of manga, they have like one or two color pages at the start of the volume, and they would include those as well. Um, for but yeah, what is this about, Chris? Well, it's about like the greatest manga ever. Um <laughs> Is, so this is the greatest manga ever. I look. I anybody who's been listening to your podcast and somehow suffers through any episode that I'm on, I bring up Kuroko's basketball like every episode at least once for some bizarre reason. I love Kuroko's basketball. Um, so to to tell you what the story is about, finally we get to talk about this because Corey doesn't want to talk about the anime yet because he has to rewatch it. He says. Um, there was a fabled middle school, Taiko. They had the generation of miracles, or what do they call it? They, they changed the phrasing in the Viz book. It's like the miracle okay. generation. Yeah, it's called the miracle generation instead of the generation of miracles. Oh, that's weird. Which, which it's the same damn thing. It's just, you know, changing the possessive. Yeah. Um, but from watching 75 episodes of the anime, the, the, the generation of miracles just sounds better because it's, you know, not a miracle generation. It's a generation of these various miracles. Um, but it's a, it's a basketball manga. Um, and so this generation of miracles was five players from Taiko middle school who were basically gods like the way that the the story makes it seem is they could basically make michael jordan look like an amateur with how good they were being in middle school um but now uh there's rumors that there was a a phantom sixth man um so the story follows this phantom sixth man who is kuroko the lead character um he goes to um Jesus, my brain. Say. He goes, say, thank you. Um, Serene, uh, high school. And he, he has no presence. Nobody even notices he's there. Um, in the opening chapter, he goes to the, cause at the beginning of the school year in anime and manga, I guess they have what's basically like a club fair where all the clubs are out on the campus grounds and you walk around and figure out what you want to do. 
Um, he, he signs up and fills out the form and everything, and nobody even knows he's there. He just has zero presence. Um, every time someone turns around and actually notices him, they get scared because they think he snuck up on them. Uh, but that's, that's who he is. He's a very low presence individual. Um, and so that ties into how he plays basketball. Um, he acts literally as a phantom on the court. And his specialty is passing. The dude can't dribble. Uh, the dude can't shoot. He's an absolutely terrible basketball player. Uh, but he excels at passing and misdirection. So somebody could throw the ball and because he has no presence, he appears out of the middle of nowhere and changes the direction of the ball and passes it to somebody that nobody even has their eyes on so that then they can go in for a shot or break through the defense or, you know, any other thing that you could uh, think of. Um, so th the way he plays basketball mixes in with um, Taiga Kagami, uh, who is another first year at Seirin. Um, he grew up in America. He's a Japanese, grew up in America. So all he knows how to do is basically play street ball. Um, and he wants to be the best player in Japan. And he understands that, you know, in order to be the best player in Japanese high school, he has to beat the Generation of Miracles, who all five members of the Generation of Miracles have gone to five different high schools. Um, and so that basically sets up the main premise that's going to go on for the next 35 or 36 volumes is... Kagami needs to defeat the various Generation of Miracles so Seirin can become the best team in Japan and he can become the best player. And he's, he's a very aggressive basketball player. He's got red hair just like Hanamichi from Slam Dunk. That's what, in the Slam Dunk episode I had mentioned that um, you got to have the fiery red hair for some reason. Um, he is has an incredible amount of potential. He's not the best player at this early stage in the game, but he has an incredible amount of potential. So he is seen as a shining light and Kuroko is his shadow. Um, the stronger the light, the deeper the shadow. That's kind of the metaphor uh, that the series works off of. So they become the, this power team. Um, it's in their names as well. It, Yes, it is. For, for those who excel at, uh, knowing what Japanese words mean and, and their puns and stuff. Um, I, all I remember, Taiga, like to me, it, it just, it's Tiger. Like I see him as a fierce, ferocious tiger. He's both um, for him. Yeah. Like Kuroko, um, Kuro Black. Yep. But, but don't let that be the only thing that you remember if you read Kuroko's basketball or watch it, every single person on the team um, for Seirin is amazing. Uh, every single character, um, even the, the coach is uh, Rika. She's Rico. a high Rico. She's a high schooler. I think she, she, everybody's in their second year uh, because the, the high school didn't even start until the previous year. Like it's a brand new high school. Um, so the, the oldest members of the team there. Everybody's a second year. Rico, she is just a normal high schooler. She is also the coach. 
I can't even remember everybody's freaking name right now because I'm terrible at life. But Huga is the captain and Dana's favorite, and he is amazing. He's got glasses, and he gets mean. And he's like one of those super scary mean guys who just like stares at you and is like, you fucking do what I say. <laughs> um, uh, the the eagle, eagle eye guy, what's his name? See, it's not just me, but so you have this you have this team of terrific characters. Um, every single person, every single member of the team, every main character has a really strong personality. Um, they stand out. They're they're individuals. You 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 remember each individual person, even if you're not good at remembering names. You know, like I just said, the eagle eye guy, because that's his special skill. He has eagle eye vision and he can kind of see what's going on on the court around him better than most people can who usually only see what's in front of them. Um, you, you remember everybody and you fall in love with every single character. Um, and so that's basically the, the basic premise for the manga. I don't want to get too much into it because we're talking about the manga and we only have the first volume out. Um, so I'll keep it refined to the contents of this one book that you can go out and purchase for $11.50 on Amazon right now. You won't regret it. And watch the anime on Crunchyroll. Uh, so they, I just found you in the book, the starting lineup for their first practice match is uh, Kuroko and Kagami, who are the main characters, and then the captain, Hyuga, the eagle eye guy is Izuki. Izuki. Yep. The, their their center is Mitobe. And their forward is Kogane, who is the monkey guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean we haven't even uh met Kate's favorite character, if you remember from the uh Ace of Diamond podcast. Oh, I remember. <laughs> um <laughs> That is a character who is introduced um, quite a bit later, um, at least in the anime. Um, so the manga moves. So one of the things that I loved about the anime is you can tell when you're watching it that there is no filler. Like the anime is lean, mean, and, and goes right through it. The manga, the, these first two books collected as one, cover like the first six or seven episodes. Did that much? It did that much. Um wow. Yeah, it, it's it, it took me by uh, by surprise too. I finished reading it and I was like, "Man, so much happened! Holy shit, it went that far in the anime! Wow!" Um, and in the manga is just as lean mean. There, there's actually the anime cut things from the manga. Um, it, it's nothing super substantial, just a, a couple scenes here or there. And then the anime did add some filler scenes, but it's like. Like, uh, when Rico makes all the, the first years go to the roof of the school and scream and shout about, you know, what their goals are for the year. Gonna be the best in Japan and beat the Generation of Miracles. Good, yep, gotta be the best. Um, in the manga, it's only Kagami who gets to do that. And then Kuroko is about to do it with the megaphone that he pulls out of his ass. <laughs> um, and then the, the principal bursts out onto the roof and they get stopped. In the anime, like, they go through each member of the team. Um, and then Kuroko comes up and the teacher bursts out. So, I mean, there's, there's 
pluses and minuses uh, to watching both, uh, watching the anime or reading the manga. They, they're they're not one for one, but they're both lean, mean, and they just they they cut right through. And I'm just sitting here staring at it now. I have it open. It's so pretty. Um, you you start the next topic because I'll just I'll I'll ramble to the next thing about Kuroko's um, that I want to talk about, but I want you to say things too, Corey. Uh, well, first off, you probably didn't pull that microphone out of his ass. He was holding it the entire time, and you just didn't notice. Because <laughs> nobody notices Kuroko. <laughs> um, but besides that, uh, what do you what do you think of the art in here? Because the, compared to the anime, which looks very it looks very nice, and especially the basketball scenes are very dynamic. They have really good animation. This manga did, did not live up to that. So that's one thing I think is actually interesting. So we're, we're going to be talking about three different manga series this episode. And the one common thread across all three series is that the anime looks so much better. Um, like they imp- the anime for all three of these series improves upon the art. Um, but for me, like Kuroko's... I actually really liked the art in Kuroko's. It's not, um, it's so in the anime, it is much more hard lined and defined. Like these, they look like characters. They got jaw lines and cheekbones and all this other stuff. The manga, they're very rounded. Um, it's, it's a completely different character design, but they still look like the characters. I, I say that sentence particular because we'll get to that later. Um, they, they look like the characters. Um, one of the, so I'm I'm for the the basketball scenes I'm actually reserving more judgment on the manga until later because I rewatched some of the episodes um, that this volume carries and even in the anime the basketball scenes here are not crazy. Um, Kuroko's is is very much known for having the most insane basketball games um, of any basketball series that has ever basketballed. And it's awesome. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> um, the, the first the first couple of games are very standard. It's still very much um, taking its cues from Slam Dunk um, at this point. And so while reading the manga, they, they do a really good job of showing the, the motion, I thought. Um, it's not... Crazy. Um, so I don't know how how much the anime um, improved in that area, uh, but there's still a lot of fluidity, um, a lot of motion. Um, I was still drawn to it. I don't I don't know about you, Corey, but I still felt sucked into the game. the The practice game where they meet uh, Kisei, uh, the first of the generation of miracles that they are to meet upon their journey. Um, I was entirely sucked into that game, even though um, Kisei in the in the anime is a pretty boy. He he's a model, and so his character design is very Fujoshi bait, um, pretty. In, so pretty. He's super pretty in the anime. In the manga, like he has no facial features. He just has like an egg. He just has like an egg face and big eyes. Like he looks like everybody else. It's so it's it's kind of jarring if you've watched the anime first. Um, but once the game starts going, I was still really sucked into it. I, because, because I could read this whole book in about an hour and a half. I 
got further into the anime than it would have taken me to watch those episodes. Um, and, and I, it was just like when I was watching the anime, the, these first six or seven episodes, it's super exciting. Um, but it's not, it's not operating on the level that we have come to expect from the anime, but that's how it was these first couple of episodes. So I'll wait till later because shit gets crazy later. Um, and that, that'll be a better judge of how the, the games play out in the manga, I think, as compared to how we first experienced them with the anime. Yeah. Um, but I really like the character designs, um, in the manga. I know it's Even, not, it's not bad. Um, no, like, uh, it has a, it has a different kind of charm to it than the cleanness of the anime. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think it was like two or three chapters in, um, before I became totally accustomed yeah, same. To, to, to how it looks. Uh, but I, I just, I just, I still, I was just like, I love this. And personally of the three series, that we're talking about today, Kuroko's has the best overall art. Um, it's the cleanest. Uh, it's, the, it's well, maybe not the best in terms of whatever you're thinking, but it's the cleanest. Um, the art in Kuroko's is very well defined. It's it's not messy. There's not a lot of uh, you know sh- over over shading to try to show motion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very clean, so so when you look at it, it looks polished. Um, it, it looks more professional than the other two that we'll talk about. That that's what I mean. Yeah. All right. I can go after that. I love it. I love it. But yeah. <laughs> Kurokos. Um, one thing I think is interesting is so we we have there has been a, a huge dearth of time where we haven't gotten sports manga. Um, like when we're, we, we, we didn't like sports anime was even rarer to be licensed and released here, even before uh, recent years, like nobody ever licensed and bought uh, sports anime. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we did get manga Um so the hesitation has always been because it, it, it traditionally has never really sold very well. What I think is fascinating is Viz with Kuroko's Basketball and Haikyuu, they are releasing them incredibly fast. Um, Kuroko's Basketball is, 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 is essentially technically being released every month because it's a two-in-one edition. Mm-hmm. Um so what that means is it actually comes out every other month. August, skip September, we get it in October, December, so every other month. So not every two months or every three months, every other month. This we get a new f- 15 volumes of this. Yeah, um, when it's all said and done. So every other month, that that's you know essentially 30 months total. So it's going to be like two and a half years, and we – complete Kuroko's basketball. That's insane. You know, nobody wanted to license these things because they don't sell. And here Viz is saying, not only are we going to do it, but we're going to pump it out at a ludicrously fast rate. I don't know if that's to, to, to keep interest high because they're scared people won't keep up with it. Um, or if they think that it actually would, would sell because 
I'm okay with it because I'll, I, I'll pick it up every other month. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just crazy to me. That That's incredibly fast. And that's not even the level of craziness that they're doing for Haikyuu. Haikyuu is literally every month because they're not doing omnibus editions. They're doing regular single volume releases, and that's literally every month. Yeah, they have a book schedule until May of next year. Blah. And, and Haikyuu, that's only up to like 25 volumes now or something like that. 22. 22. So that they'll catch up to Haikyuu by the time they complete Kuroko's. And it's just, it's this <laughs> breakneck pace that I, I've never imagined or heard of for stuff that traditionally doesn't sell. Um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we're finally getting season two of Big Wind Up thanks to, uh, Right Stuff. And that's what? Years. Nine, years. nine, ten years, eight years. Yeah. Since Funimation released the first season of uh, Big Wind Up. Uh, and, 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 and literally, Big Wind Up was the series at Funimation. They were like, we will never license a sports series ever again. <laughs> Like, they said that on a podcast. We will never oh, license a sports series again. And then they got free. Yeah. Um, and they got another one uh, pretty recently, too, I thought. It's not a true sports series. It was one of those that's kind of sports, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just – it's coming alive, and it's really awesome. And I think it, I, I, it's all because of Crunchyroll, because people can actually watch this stuff. Crunchyroll got all these series and put it out there, and people could actually watch it. So then they watched it, and they were like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Um, I'm still incredibly heartbroken that Kuroko's is not licensed for the anime here. Um, It was licensed in Australia, but that was exactly a year ago. I know because I looked it. I looked it up like two two weeks ago when I read, <laughs> when I read the manga. I was like, "Did they ever release that yet?" Um, they uh, it was Madman Entertainment, yeah, um, the lesser of the two Australian companies. Uh, they announced it a year ago, and it's still no street date. Breaks my heart, but what can we do? We can buy the manga. That's what we can do. Sorry, I talk. <laughs> it's okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was I was going to talk about Kuroko's anymore. Kuroko's basketball. It's the best. Um, the, the first volume, so the, where, where the, this first book um, ends is uh, just after the first game of the, the tournament. Um, so as with all... Uh, anime and manga that involves sports, there's a win it all sports tournament. You know, every everything is, you know, one game elimination in Japan, which is cool but also psychotic. Like they here the, they have the round rub I got in the egg. Yeah, at the very, very end. When you get when you get the, the top four teams then you do the round robin to see who actually goes to nationals or whatever. It's only the top three. Um, God, can you imagine like how much more tolerable American sports would be if it was like that? Not not 110 games of every team in baseball. You know, 162. Jeez, 162 now. It's been that way for a while. I it's, I've not paid attention for a while. 
um, because it's too many games. Um, I don't even know how those people do it, man. But yeah, so they finally they so the, the volume encompasses a practice game with the team that Kisei plays for, and then it starts right into the tournament. Um, and they play one. Uh, is it just one or is it two games? They play one. And then they show, uh, like, in two panels, they show the outcomes of two more. Okay. Um, so it's just at the very start of the tournament, and we've already been introduced at the end to the next member of the Generation of Miracles that they have to go up against. Um, and his name always escapes me because it's, it's like... Makoto or something, but that's not the name that he gets called. Like no, Peter Rima, yes, who plays for Shohoku? No, he plays for Shutoku. Shutoku, I can't keep all these names straight. This sounds so similar. Like Shohoku is your player, and, and Sohoku without the H is Slam Dunk. Oh wait, no, Shohoku is Slam Dunk. Sohoku is the old player. See, there we go. Like, and so Shutoku. Is the team that Minorima plays for. I can't keep it straight. I'm so bad at life. <laughs> of course, the top teams are like uh, Shutoku, Seho, and then something else that also starts with an S and sounds similar-ish. Uh, it's hard to keep up. It is. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where it leaves you off at. And that's like the best place because you're like, oh, shit. I'm oh, it's about to volume. go down. Exactly, and it keeps you going. It's really good. And I actually think that um, the, the two-volume approach works really well for uh, Kuroko's. Because yeah. if, if they had released these as single volumes, it would have ended in the middle of the practice game against Kisei. Nah, fuck that. Um, and, and, and it's not like it went on for that much longer afterwards. It was just like two or three chapters. Um, <laughs> and since and this it, one's over, I think it's better to put it in the two-in-ones. They have a set number of volumes that they have to release. IQ, I think, has a little more popularity than Kuroko's, too. Do what? IQ has a little more popularity than Kuroko's, which is why it's in the singles, I think. Yes. as IQ also got licensed. <laughs> the, the anime got licensed, which I just... like that, that was licensed before it aired, which blew my mind, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, prefer, I prefer omnibuses anyway. Um, for any series, I, I, I'm okay with single volumes, but I just, I like being able to read more, um, because that's why I buy them to read them. So the more I can read, the more I enjoy. Um, but Kuroko's, I think it works really, really well. Um, the quality of the, the book, I mean, it's, it's par for the business course. I mean, it's the same paper stock as their regular editions. I just wish that they had put in the color for the cover for volume two in the yeah. middle of the book. Yeah. Um, or, 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 um, like, yeah, uh, Petal, um, they, they include the second cover at the beginning of the volume as the first color page of the, the whole book. Oh, do they? Yeah. I didn't know that was the second cover. Yeah. I that's the, paying attention. <laughs> that's the that's the cover of the second volume. Uh, I mean, like even if they had done something like that, but Viz Viz notoriously does not do color editions for anything. Like any book that has any color in it, they will intentionally go out of the way to make it not color, unless it's a re-release or they, and they charge a higher price point, like Monster or the Dragon Ball Z all color edition. 
which is just them coloring it, which is ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, like like the the re-release of Monster or Master Keaton, which they pay a, they charge a higher price point for um, the the Sig Icky titles. Um, yeah, the, those are the ones that they include the color pages for. Anything that's regular old Shonen Jump or Shonen Sunday, it just they just put it out as cheaply and plainly as possible, which I'm okay with because. I have a volume of Kuroko's basketball in my hand, which is something I never thought I would ever actually get. These uh, these pages are nicer than the ones they put in the Naruto and Bleach omnibuses, though. Yeah, yeah, the, those 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 ones are I don't like. Those are like newspaper garbage. Spots. Yeah, like that. I, I'm missing a couple of volumes of Degray Man. Uh, like, like seriously, I'm missing like maybe five or six volumes of Degray Man, and I keep debating on if I should just fill in that gap with the three in ones. But I'm like, man, this paper is terrible. It's like, it's like newspaper. Yeah, it's yeah. really thin and terrible. This is, this is the same paper stock as a regular book. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be a two in one, which I think is is great. I'm, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh, any final thoughts on Kuroko's before we move on? I think everybody should buy Kuroko's Basketball and everybody should watch it because it is literally like my favorite sports thing, maybe. there. There's one other series that, if you catch me in the right mood, I will say is better than Kuroko's, but it's it's an ongoing struggle within my soul. This um, also requires very little knowledge of basketball since they don't, well, they do follow the rules, but they are above the rules. <laughs> but yeah, but so I, I like whenever Jared uh, would mention Kuroko's, he would say it's it's Dragon Ball Z basketball, which I mostly disagree with. Um, everything that they do in this in this series is a real basketball thing. They just make it seem crazier, like someone who dribbles between the legs, which is a very standard thing that almost anyone who plays professional basketball knows how to do. They make it seem like it's the greatest thing of all time in Kuroko's basketball. Like, oh shit, did you see him bounce that between his legs? He's ready to bring it the fuck on. <laughs> and it just makes it more exciting. Um, and they, 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 they don't explain the rules very well, but they don't need to because the basics is you dribble the ball, you go from one end of the court to the other, you do awesome moves, and yeah, you shoot and they, the ball. And then they use their special powers. Yeah, and then they use their special powers, which are regular things that professional basketball players know how to do. Yeah. Kuroko's just makes it seem crazy and cool. Um, so I mean, they, they basically go next level with the powers. Like, this <laughs> is... Uh, most people can't shoot with mostly 100% accuracy from anywhere in the court. Yeah, but Mitarima, yeah. 110% accuracy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so so, it, it, so I never I never when I'm reading it or when I watched it I never like when I'm when I'm going was going through Slam Dunk like th- that very much follows the rules of basketball like oh hey he double dribbled or he got fouled out or why did they take him out with four fouls if he can get five? Like there's a lot of strategy involved in slam dunk. So, and it goes out of its way to explain things to you. Yeah. Cause it needs it. It needs that. Um, whereas Kuroko's, it doesn't need you to understand, um, what a double dribble is or five fouls and you're out of the game because nobody cares. Like these are also all professionals. Yeah. <laughs> 
or much more professional than anyone, or at least Hanamichi. Yeah. Same time. Like these these guys actually know how to play basketball, and yeah. so so you get wrapped up in that. You don't need the additional explanation of how the game is played. You're just absorbed in watching them um, dribble the ball, run across the court, do crazy things, use their superpowers, and make a shot. Yep. And it's the most exciting thing in the whole world to me. Yep. Um, I want to keep doing these episodes with you, Corey, and maybe one day we can talk about the anime. But basically, the final game in the anime, like the last like three or four episodes, those are all timers. That is the most exciting shit. <laughs> um, and I can't wait for the manga to get to where everybody actually has like these crazy superpowers and it gets really out there. I can't yep. wait. It's gonna be so good. We'll be there soon. Unless Viz is like, ah, oh, fuck this. I hate. I would. I. You know, Viz, Viz has always been really good with their manga of not yeah. doing that. Like they they released all of Ice Shield Twenty One. Um, I don't know if they released all of Prince of Tennis, but they at least released Prince oh, yeah, of Tennis for like twenty years. They did. It's still going. Yeah, like they they kept up with that for forever. I have um, all the volumes. God. Well, Dana and I have all the volumes. We split it. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever works, right? Yeah, she read it all. Now I have them all next to my bag, and I'm like, I'll get to it. <laughs> and there's 42 volumes. Wow, it's not done. That's crazy. And thankfully, Kuroko's basketball is over. Um, yep. They uh, they did a part. They did a, a a sequel manga, but that only lasted for two volumes. Um, we talked about this. In a previous episode, I think, or were we just talking, or is that in my brain? Um, there, there's a there's a new anime film of Kuroko's that comes out sometime later this year, and that's basically an adaptation of the two volume sequel. So, so you don't have to get into Kuroko's Basketball thinking it's going to be a huge money sink and it's going to take forever. It's thirty some odd volumes. It'll be released in these two in one editions over the course of the next two and a half years. Uh, Viz has marked these uh, volumes affordably. Um, so a single book by Viz, I don't know if anybody knows this off the top of their head, but I'm ridiculous. A single volume from Viz is ten bucks, nine ninety nine. They're charging uh, sixteen ninety nine for the two and one of Kuroko. So it's it's cheaper than buying two regular books. Yep. And and like I said on Amazon right now, it's eleven dollars and fifty cents. So I mean it it's. You're you're basically just gonna pay for a 15 volume series, um, so I, I I it's extremely low risk and extremely high return in my very opinion. Big. It's very no rigorous basketball. God, can't wait until we talk about the anime, Corey. Why? Would <laughs> <laughs> I will rewatch it with you. We'll do three separate episodes for season one, season two, and season three. I don't right. care. <laughs> We gotta, get, we gotta get through Slam Dunk though. <laughs> we do gotta get through Slam Dunk and then Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, so that's Kuroko's basketball. All right, uh, let's take a break and then we will talk about our next manga. <gasps> what will it be? Find out after this break and a word from your sponsors. <laughs> there are times when we want more than just anime and manga content. And the All Geek Considered podcast is the perfect place to go for that. They talk about all sorts of geek-related content, and most importantly, they have fun doing it. Go to allgeeksconsidered.com for all of your geek podcasting needs. 
We're back. We're here to talk about Chris's favorite moment of all time, Yamamushi Battle. Yay! So if you can't tell, this is the series that I was talking about just a little bit ago where, depending on my mood, I will say it's better than Kuroko's because Yoamushi Pedal is the best. Um, this is a, a giant book from the Empress. It's a bigger trim than Kuroko's, and it is uh, almost a full $10. It's more expensive, but it is worth it. Absolutely. Um, if if anyone... Uh, like. Uh, if anyone's familiar with some of Yen's other releases, it's the same trim size as Prison School, um, and I think I think it's the same trim size as the uh, All You Need Is Kill omnibus that Viz put out. Same as Fruits Basket as well. Is it okay? So, yeah, much bigger book, much more expensive book, but thanks to inventions like Amazon, you don't have to pay twenty four dollars. You can pay sixteen dollars. And realize that the book was actually worth thirty because it's so good. It's so good. So you know, the title is about this kid called Onaga who uh, loves writing his uh, what do they call this in the manga? Mommy bike. Mommy bike. He loves riding his mommy bike from uh, his place to Akihabara, which is like two hours. Yeah, it's like forty kilometers. I think they were saying. Yeah, it's a long way. And he does this so he can save money uh, on transportation costs and buy more anime figures. Because he is a huge otaku nerd. What a weeb. Uber weeb. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he runs into some of the bicycle club and manages to keep up with them sort of somehow. Um, and he... Uh, he finds himself loving bicycling more than just getting to Akihabara. Yes. Um, so, it, more, more specifically, he's trying to start an anime club because his big dream was to join the anime club when he got to high school so he could nerd out with all the other weebs. But the school that he goes to, Sohoku, with no H... <laughs> um, well, there's one H. There's not two H's. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so Hoku, um, they don't have an anime club, so he he tries to start his own anime club. And he says, "If I beat you in this bicycle race, you join the anime club with me." Right, and and over the course of this race with um, Imaizumi, who is another first year, um, he learns that's that's so he always loved riding his bike, but in this ridiculous race, that's when he first was like, "Wow, I think racing bicycles is actually really fucking fun too." And spoilers, he doesn't win, so be, so he doesn't get a someone to join the anime club with him. So in turn, he joins the bicycle club at the behest of a girl, of course, um, Kanzaki. Who sees um, the potential in Onaga. Yep, and she she get she she convinces him to to join the the bicycle team. He does. We, we've we've actually um, for long term uh, Taiku podcast listeners we've talked about this series twice before <laughs> um, the second or third episode of the entire podcast uh, was us talking about the first season of the anime which was thirty nine episodes the third episode was the first season of Yellow Pilot and we went partially into the second season because it was airing at the time. Right, and then we talked about it again after the second season uh, finished airing. Yes, which and that was uh, 
eight. Episode eight. Wow. And, and, and Corey, we're going to have to do at least two more because there's movies out that I still need to watch. Of Yoapetta. Of Yoapetta. And season three starts in January. Hallelujah. That's right. I forgot there's more Yoapetta anime. There is more because... Oh, my goodness. Because the the manga is still going. So Yoamushi Petal, um, just for those listening, stands for Wussy Petal, Cowardly Petal, Weakling Petal. Um, basically, it's it's describing Onoda. Um, so it's you, you can take the word pedal as what it actually is. It's the word pedal in English, or you could take it as kind of like a metaphor for bicycling. Um, so it's it's about a wuss bicycle, a bicycle bicycling wuss or whatever. And, uh, Onoda's first name is actually Sakamichi, which means hill in Japanese. Yes, or or slope or any other other yeah. slang for Sit hill that you want to do. Um. um what was I going to say? Oh, he. This goes along with his bicycling style, which he finds he is very good at climbing uphills. Yes. Which he discovers uh, in his initial race with Eli Zumi. Which is up the uh, ridiculously steep back road from the, the city that they live in to their high school. It's like a t- an 18% grade. Yeah. Or something psychotic. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I, I like they in, in the manga. Like they even show you like a map of where the high school is, and you're like, why would anyone build a high school up there? Oh my god, there's not even any houses up there because nobody wants to drive <laughs> up this psychotic hill. Um, Yoamushi Pedal was actually the first sports manga that was licensed um, in this current renaissance that we're having or that me and Corey are calling because we hope that it leads to more because um, it's very it will. Uh, it will it is still releasing real and it's still good <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, Yoamushi Pedal was like the first one and honestly I th- this was the least likely one that I thought because it's a manga it's a, it's a manga about bicycles. Um, as far as I could tell, not a lot of people were actually watching the anime besides me, Corey, and the people that we know. Um, and and the series is 45 volumes oh currently, my. and it's still running. Like 45 this, volumes. Yeah, this, this series is fucking crazy long, and it's just like... When Yen Press announced it, it's like, are you out of your minds? Like, yay, I'm super happy, and I will buy this like so fast you won't even be able to tell who 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 ran out of the store. But like, 45 volumes, and it's still ongoing. Yen is also not the monolith that Viz is, or at least from outside looking in, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, and from from all from what I know, um, you know, I don't know every single title Yen has released, but this is. This is the second sports title that Yen has published. Um, the other one that I am aware of is a. It's called Sasa Meke, which is Bamboo a soccer Blade. manga. Oh well, yeah. I Bamboo for some reason Bamboo Blade doesn't stick in my brain as a sports series. It's not, it's not <laughs> as much as everything else that we're talking about though. 
Right. Um, but yeah, Sasameke was a soccer manga that they published in like 2009. Um, it was fucking terrible. Uh, they also did that as a two in one. And so it was only two books, uh, cause the whole series was just four volumes and it was also the large trim. That series was fucking terrible and it sold like garbage. So for Yen to come out and say, okay, Bamboo Blade is done, which is not really a sports manga. Um, Sasameke was fucking terrible and nobody bought it. We're going to release Yoamushi Petal, which is 45 ongoing volumes. What? I'm so happy, but what? <laughs> so th- th- basically for the next 20 minutes or so, you're just going to hear me plead with you to please buy this manga so that they can keep putting it out. I don't want it to stop. I will continue writing about your fan posts until you impress is like, please stop. <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and as of this uh, recording, Yomushi pedal has the most volumes out because not only was it licensed first, um, it got released first. This um, was, this was licensed. Uh, while I was at WonderCon last year, so April 2015. Yeah. And uh, Haiku and Kuroko's was announced at San Diego Comic-Con last year, I think. Really? Yeah. They wouldn't do that at, like, an anime con where more people would know about it? I, I Well, it's San Diego Comic-Con, you know. It's, yeah, it's I more guess, manga, but, I, I guess. Uh, whatever. It is. Um. And, and right now there's three books available. The third book actually doesn't come out until next Tuesday. We're recording this August 28th. Um, the third volume comes out August 30th. Uh, but one of my local Barnes and Nobles had it early, so I purchased it early. Of course. Um, I, I, I'm halfway through it. I was, I was trying to, trying to see if I could read through all of it before we recorded, but since Corey doesn't have volume three yet, you know, it's not that important. <laughs> Um, but the the problem is in in my opinion with the release is Yoamushi Pedal is also the slowest to come out Um, it's not just like a regular publishing schedule it's a slow as fuck publishing schedule it's once every four months so we get three books we get three books in a a 12 month period it's a long time between books it is and and it's, it's almost at that point where it's it's too long of a wait where people forget that the next book is coming out. I um, did for the longest time. <laughs> I pre-ordering those bitches. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, every, every month, like with Haiku, is too fast. Haiku. Haiku is too fast. Haiku is the poem. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> uh, every other month for Kuroko's is a little on the fast side, but you know, seems pretty good every three months, like with one piece or Toriko is on the slower side, but still at a good pace. This is just excruciating, um, to wait. Uh, cause now, you know, I, I bought volume three, which comes out next Tuesday and I won't get a book until after Christmas, which when you put it in terms like that, it's just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you, I won't be able to read the next volume until after Christmas. Um, but these are also, I think, really nice books because of the giant trim size. Yeah, they're um, probably the nicest books. 
really good paper stock, really good size. Um, they're not thick. They're not too thick to where you run into spine issues. Um, they're they're yeah. comfortable to read. Um, well, they're a little bit too big for my hands, but I'm a small individual. Yeah. yeah, you're a little guy. Um, just like we were talking about Kurokos, where Viz, you know, they, they have the cover for volume two just as a, a matte black and white wedged into the middle of the book. Um, for Yoamushi Petal, the, uh, the cover, the main cover is the, the actual cover of the first volume in that book. So for volume one, it's of course volume one, volume two, it's volume three, and so on and so forth. And when you open it up, there's actually a color page. The very first page is a color page. That is the cover for the subsequent volume. Um, so, so instead of having um, the cover in the middle of the book so you can very clearly delineate the difference between the first book and the second book, um, we get the color of the cover, which I, I think is better. I approve. Um, I agree. I like color. I, I, I do. I like color, and it, since it's the cover – you know, it needs to be in color. Yeah. You know, turning the the actual cover, the thing that's supposed to stand out and sell the product, as matte black and white, I don't approve. Um, <laughs> um, oh, where bugs. to start? <laughs> uh, bugs. We we talked about Kuroko's anime looking uh, sharper than <laughs> than the manga. Uh, Yo, Pedals. Uh, character designs are kind of ugly. Um, so th- this is why like talking about the manga for Yoamushi Petal is actually really important, and why um, at this time, when Volume 3 has now been released, which is six volumes, um, is a good time to talk about it. So when you first start reading Yoamushi Petal, they don't even look the same. Like at least like th- th- This is why I said that during the Kuroko segment, is at least when you look at the manga for Kuroko's, you can tell that it's that character. Um, in Yoamushi Petal, they don't even look remotely close to what you're used to if you've seen the anime. Uh, what was it? Dana, in a, a tweet when I first started reading the manga before it was licensed, like I, I cracked open, you know, my iPad and downloaded Yoamushi Petal illegally, like the weekend before it was licensed. <laughs> so um, Dana was like, Dear Manga Arthur, you're drawing your character wrong, which is entirely accurate. At the, the beginning of the manga, Onoda still kind of looks like Onoda, but it's really rough. Imaizumi doesn't even look like the same character. Um, if, if you were to hand someone a page of the manga and say, that's Imaizumi, they would look at you and say that you're fucking lying to them, that you're pulling their chain. Because it, it, it doesn't look like him. And the, and the, the art is very messy. Um, at first, it's, 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 it's kind of just garish. Um, but the interesting thing is, it gets better. Um, the, the character designs become more like what you're used to from the anime the further you get in. Um, and the art gets cleaner. Uh, the art gets less, it, it doesn't really get less messy. Um, but it, it, it begins to use that art style to its benefit. And I'm not talking Attack on Titan. That is still literally the ugliest manga that has ever been published professionally. Um, this is not messy like Attack on Titan where it just looks like chicken scratch and you're supposed to assume it's a character. Um, it's just 
lots of speed lines, um, lots of shading. Um, they, they, a lot of the action takes place while they're bicycling. So the backgrounds, there's not a lot of attention paid to the backgrounds. It's just a blur. Um, and it looks, and, and a lot of the times the, the characters look like they're, they are sketches. Um, there, there's, there's big moments. Um, so you'll have like a, a whole one sheet spread or something that is a big moment and the art looks amazing. Um, it looks exactly how you would expect it to look. It looks exactly how it did in the anime. Um, it's stunning. It's absolutely stellar. But for all the very generic character um, interactions in between these big moments, they look like sketches. Um, but it's still great, and I still think people should pick it up because it does get better. Um, by halfway through Volume 2... Imaizumi looks like Imaizumi. Onoda looks like Onoda. Naruko looks like Naruko. Um, Kinjo looks like Kinjo, finally. Um, I don't know what was going on with Kinjo's character design in the first book. Um, but then um, that's also where you first meet Tadakoro and um, Jesus. Midosu. No, not Midosuji. <laughs> My brain. It's another name that starts with an M. Corey. You're talking about Makishima. Makishima. Yes. Um they do not look right. Like, like, forget if you've seen the anime before. They just don't look right. Um, uh, who's the but, big guy? Oh yeah, Kagakoro. He doesn't. Yeah, he, he actually doesn't. Like, he looks like a marshmallow. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he looks like a marshmallow. Um, oh boy. Halfway through volume three, though, which I was reading earlier, uh, Makashima finally becomes to look like Makashima. And there was like one or two panels where Tadakuro actually had definition to his face, but he still, for the most part, looks like a marshmallow. <laughs> um, but so the art is, is as the series goes on, it increasingly gets better and better. Um, I, I, I looked at, um, scans of a volume, uh, that's at like the end of the second day. Um, of the actual interhigh, so basically the end of the first series of the anime, and the art looks terrific. Um, it's really good. Um, so this is just the case of an author starting off really rough and getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Attack on Titan did get better over time, but it still looks like Chicken Scratch. But this is not nowhere near that bad. Um, so, so for, for, for fans who have read the anime, the manga is really jarring. Like, it's really jarring at first. But it gets better. Trust me. Do you, do you, do you feel this? Am I the only one who feels this way that it gets better, Corey? Uh, no, I think it gets better. It's still not, by the end of the second volume, it's still not there, but you can at least tell who people are. Uh, Tiger Coral's go kind of looks weird though. Yeah, and, and 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 it does. Halfway through volume three, it gets it it, it continues to improve. So, the, the, it's very much worth uh, sticking with. And I wonder um, if this is like familiarity with uh, his own character designs, or uh, him just getting better as an artist, or both. Um, I think it might be both because like. The, the the big moments where they do like the really big uh where he does the big panels that are really detailed those look really good and it's like he he started drawing those and then he's slowly working on making it look like that for the normal 
the, the, the regular art in between the big moments. You know what I mean? Like, yep. all right, here, here's what Amizumi looks like. And then, all right, well, I need to draw this big moment for Amizumi. Wow, that looks so much better than what I've been doing. <laughs> let me, let me shift more towards that. Um, I think, I th- and so he's getting better at drawing and he, he realizes like, wow, I actually like the way the character looks better here. Let me move more to this design. And so the, the, the character designs actually are changing as it goes along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tadakoro looking like a marshmallow is the weirdest. <laughs> it's the weirdest damn thing. Like, he looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. It's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, how would you compare him to Snorlax? <laughs> that, that is also equally valid. <laughs> Age gap is basically all that was. That was the age gap. Oh, I just say that because Dana calls her Snorlax Stay Puffed. <laughs> Goodness. See, it, <laughs> circular. Everybody's on the same page. Um, but yeah. <sighs> Do we want to talk about where the, the manga has, the, the story of the manga of up to where we, uh, we have been released so far? Uh, let's just go through two. I don't have three yet. Uh, I'll drop a bomb on three just to say this is how far it goes so that you right. can gauge it. That's fine. Um, how many episodes is this in the anime? Up to volume three? Yes, end of volume three, where is that in the anime? Let me double check, but I want to say it's like episode 15 or 16. 15? That is a lot of content, manga content. Yes, it is. Uh, let me double check. I am up on the Wikipedia list of the episodes. All right. Bullet Train, First Day of Camp, Reunion of Dawn, Strategy. Yeah, f- 15 or 16 episodes um, is where Volume 3 ends. Cool. So, yeah, it, it doesn't waste any time. Yoamushi Pedal, just like Kuroko's, had no filler in it. Yeah. Um, it just ripped through the manga. This manga <clears throat> feels very slow at times. Well, that's just your personal opinion, sir. Well, I mean, I'm I'm blasting through it because I I really like you as a as a franchise, but I think someone uh, just jumping into this might find it a little slow. Possibly, I I, I, I do not have that kind of outsider insight. Um, <laughs> when when I first when I first bought Volume One and I was reading it, I was sucked in. Um, I Yoamushi Pedal is simultaneously like I, I read the volumes faster than a normal volume, but also I read them slower than another volume because I actually really like the art when it has the big moments. No, and I'll just sit there and stare. When it's um, working. Yeah, I'll just sit there and stare at the pages. It, it's, it, it draws me in, and then I'm just flipping through those pages so quickly. Um so I, I, I never found it particularly slow, uh, but I can understand. Uh, so the, the, the first volume is essentially what we uh, described as the basic premise. It goes through the, the whole rigmarole of introducing you to Inoda, showing you he's an otaku nerd, him meeting Imaizumi, him having the race up the back slope with Imaizumi, and it ends with him going to Akihabara and meeting uh, Narako. Um, who, 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 and they you, go Gundam shopping together. 
<laughs> and Onoda buys the Gundam for Naruko because he has no money and he's a really, he's a really good con man. Um, and they have a, a great race where they they chase down a a, a car um, who flicked out a cigarette butt and it hit um, Onoda's bike and that yeah. pissed off Naruko. Um, so I mean that then that alone the first volume. Let me look at that. That alone is the first four episodes. So wow, so that's two episodes per volume. Two episodes per volume. So you can see, like, now, so two episodes per volume for the first book, four episodes for all of volume one, and now we got we cover ten or eleven episodes in the next two books. That's how that's how much the pace picks up. Wow. Um, and you can really feel it when you start reading volume two. Um, and, and it, it opens with the welcoming race mm-hmm. for, for all the first years. It just barrels through so quickly. Um, going up the hill. Oh, it, and w- if you look on the, the website for the podcast, uh, at episode three, where we talked about the first season of Yomushi Pedal, the picture that I made Corey use is Kinjo pulling down his shades and with this you know, amazing, super stunned, shocked face. That is, you know, line for line in the volume. And so it just has all the really big, exciting moments. That th- This is where, when I was watching the anime, where I really started to fall in love with the series. Um, yeah, probably the same. Book, yeah, I mean, the, this book, is for the first, like, big, big moment of achievement or accomplishment. Yep. And it, and it's so exciting. Um, it, it goes on for like three or four episodes, so you're constantly being pulled along. But each episode had a huge moment that that, that pulled you. It was very involving, very exciting. You 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 got enough history, if you will, with Onoda to where you you care about the little guy. Um, so while you're you're going through this race, you really actually care about him, and that helps propel you. And that is not, you know, an invention of the anime. That is verbatim from these books. It's really good. Go read about Bicycle Boys. Uh, God. Yeah, and <laughs> I just, I, I was just laying in bed this morning and I finished reading the second half of Volume 2 and then I got up, got my shower and started reading Volume 3. Um, in volume 3 it is basically the start of the training camp. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it, it ends, uh, volume three ends where they're in the uh, competition with the second years during the training camp. Mm-hmm. And the second years are like trying to prevent them from passing them. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's what the third volume covers. But the third volume, like, that's where you, you meet Makashima, who is like so great. Makashima is a, an immensely great character. Um, you meet Manami who is basically the Onoda for the rival team that the whole series revolves around. Um, and, and so at, at this point, starting with volume two, you're caught up in this never ending train of propulsion, um, meeting these great characters, having these great moments, these great races, these great trials and tribulations and triumphs. Um, so I, th- I think I think I, so. Discotech licensed the anime. Um, the first, it was just the first season, right? No, they no they licensed both. Oh, did they? 
Yeah, they just haven't released the second one yet. Okay. Um, remind me right before we're about to be done. I do want to talk about that real quick so that the listeners can get in on it. Um, but and so when Discotech released the first series, um, all 39 episodes, I rewatched it all. Of course I did because (laughs) Yoramushi Pedal is like, it's one of my favorite series of all time at this, at this point. Yeah. Um, and while I was watching the anime, like even with, uh, my girlfriend Kate, we, she was watching it with me. I just, you, you would get through like five or six episodes and you wouldn't even know it. You're just wrapped up in it that much. Um, and the, the manga is exactly the same in that, that type of feeling, but there's something, something about reading the manga that I actually am enjoying more than when I, when I watch the anime. Um, I, I, I really can't put my finger on it because they are almost one for one. Um, the, the anime does have better character designs um, as compared to the early volumes of the manga. But just something about the, the manga, I think, gets across to the reader more emotionally, more powerfully than the, the anime for, for these early episodes, at least. Um, so... I, I honestly like yeah go out and buy that discotech box set watch it on Crunchyroll like everybody needs to watch Yuumushi Pedal it's the best <laughs> um, but I really think that the manga is worth investing the time and the, and the money in because early art issues aside it has some stunning pieces um, there there are page spreads that are just immaculate that I just get lost in and I just it's the best show. <laughs> Please read Yohobushi Pedal, everybody, because for the love of God, I don't want this bitch to get canceled because it's 45 fucking volumes ongoing. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a lot of volumes. That is a lot of volumes. Hopefully, they'll they'll keep chugging, even if it's once every four months. Come on. Keep going. Yeah, so it's like what? At 45 volumes, right now, that, that'll be 23 books. Divided by three, that's 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 eight years. This series oh, is going fuck. to is is going to take to be released. Eight years. Holy shit! Like twentieth century boys didn't even take that long for Viz to pump out, and mm-hmm. they put that they put that sucker out slow as hell too. Yeah. Um. It's gonna be it's gonna be an eight year journey, and I I want it to to keep going because. Honestly, when when I want my bicycle boys fix, I'm gonna grab a volume of the manga instead of the anime. It's a lot faster. It's a it's a lot faster, and I don't feel odd. Like I'll just grab volume two and and open it up and be like, there he is, becoming king of the mountain. All right, I'm happy as a fucking clam, and I'll put the book down or something. <laughs> um, as opposed to where if I grab the anime, I have to figure out which disc that episode is on. Yeah. And then, and then I'll just watch all the episodes that are on that disc. And since I've already spent two two hours doing that, I'll put in the next disc. Um, it's not that the anime is more involving to where you want to watch more. It's just the very nature of of watching anime. You you just watch more of it. Whereas manga, it's more easier to read what you want to read and set it aside. That's why manga is better. 
<laughs> manga is so good. Uh, <laughs> but yes, please, um, everybody check out Yoamushi Petal. I, I, if the, the previous two episodes, and if you listen to them, and that wasn't enough to, of me saying, please check out this series. Here is a third reminder to please check out this series. And there will be another reminder when we talk about the movies and another reminder when we talk about series three. Um, I will never let this die. Uh, I call the it next, the next volumes of the manga as well. Yeah. You know, we, 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 I don't know how, how frequently we'll, we'll do these manga episodes. Wait till we get a couple built up. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll be back on this bicycle again. Yeah, I, I, my nickname for the series is Bicycle Boys. I, I call it my Bicycle Boys. Uh, my girlfriend knows that. She gets a kick out of it every time I mention it. It's like, what, what are you doing? Reading my Bicycle Boys. <laughs> you say it like that too? Um, sometimes, actually. Of course. Of course. Why would I not? <laughs> um, and it's a really good release. I think Yen is doing a great job with the release. Uh, the uh, the translation reads really smoothly. The paper is good. There's no gut, no no real gutter issues. Uh, it's got a really nice gutter. I mean, Yen Yen is doing a, a a good release of a series that is a miracle to be released here. Um, so take that as you will. Yo, uh, shall we take a break before our final topic? Uh, I guess. Oh, uh, about the anime. Oh yes. So we're, we're still we're still waiting for the second box set to be released from Discotech. Uh, the first series was the first box set was released in like March of this year. Um, so I, I predict probably like March of next year. Uh, but for anyone who watched the the anime on Crunchyroll, um, as it was coming out week to week, every episode has these little coda bits. Um, where they're little like short omake comedy scenes that have nothing to do with the, the the real story being told. They are one of the best parts of the anime. The first box set uh, that Discotech released does not have those on it. So it it was heartbreaking. At, when I got home, you know, it came in the mail from Amazon. On release day, I popped in that first disc immediately. I was heartbroken and immediately took to Twitter and being like, what the hell? Like, the, the coda bits are so good. So what happened is, so in the, the DVD and Blu-ray releases in Japan, the codas were included as bonus features. So the, when you're actually watching the episodes on the Japanese DVDs and Blu-ray, they're, they're not there. It's only the episode. And then you have to go to the bonus feature menu to watch them. And they, 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 they combine them together. So if one disc has like four or five episodes, the, the omake bonus feature is all four omake bits, uh, strung together. So it's like a little 20 extra, you know, 10 minute episode or something like that. So. I'm going to go with what I feel is actually accurate and Discotech didn't either didn't notice this or didn't care. Uh, cause Discotech, they released relatively bare bones, uh, titles. Uh, that's how they were usually, I mean, and that's how they, they, they put all 38 episodes in one set. So you don't have to buy three boxes like you would with Funimation or Sentai or anything. They, they, they said, here's one set. 
It's 40 bucks, and you have all 38 episodes of the first series of Yomushi Pedal. Um, so, so their main goal was getting the episodes onto it. And so because the, the Omake bits were bonus features, that it was basically, I'm pretty sure it was just an overlook. You know, we, we're not going to put bonus features on. They don't, they, maybe they'll put a clean opening or closing, but it, not too much detail. After I took to Twitter and was asking them what, what's going on, they said that when they release the second series, they're going to make sure they include all the, the omake bits. Um, so it's going to include all of the omake from the first series and the second series in the second season box set. And just marathon through all of the omake. Just, at which, the same are, time. which are hilarious because one of my favorite things from the series is Onoda and his Hime Hime song, which in actuality is only used three or four times over the course of the 52 episode series. In the Omake bits, it's like almost every, every bit <laughs> has the Hime Hime in there. So if you like, love the Hime Hime song, yes, or, you know, Tadakoro just walking and then starts singing it and he's like, damn it, it's getting into my head. Um, so especially if you like the Hime Hime, uh, element of the story, be sure to, be sure to, pick up the second season box set whenever whenever the hell that gets released like they, they no hint as to a release date or anything yet but at least that's good they're gonna right the wrong i was so upset I was so upset <laughs> like i even i went i pulled up crunchyroll on my phone and went to the end of the first episode was like okay maybe the first episode didn't have one maybe that's what's going on here and then nope first episode had had one i was just no <laughs> they'll be there Yopega Grand Road so they, they, it, it's, it, the, the sets are worth picking up they're DVD only but whatever it's good it, it looks good you get all the bits Yopega for life <laughs> okay I'm sorry we're done now at that we'll take a break we'll be back have you filled your ears with enough podcasts? If you haven't, there's still more anime podcasts out there. Check out, and the Reverse Thieves podcast is one of the best in the business. They have monthly speakeasy podcasts where they talk about what they've been watching or reading the past month, cover a smorgasbord of each season's new offerings and its in their SWAT reviews, and review their thoughts on the end of series and their case clothes reviews. It's truly everything you need from anime or manga podcast. back we're here to talk about volleyball boys just volleyball we got high q on the brain it's just volleyball man why are you even saying high q like what's the point it's just volleyball man volley gays so what i what i'm failing at making a joke is the title of the series high q literally just means volleyball so the, the the name of this series is volleyball with two exclamation points very exciting 
I'll let Corey do most of the talking because this is actually my least favorite of the three. But Corey thinks, Corey thinks it's the best of the three. It is the best of the three. He is so wrong. <laughs> wrong. Um. So Haikyuu is about this kid, Hinata, who saw uh, the little giant when he was when he was a wee lag. The little giant is a short guy from Kagasuno who was the ace of their team, uh, which means he spiked all the balls to the other side and made all the points. So in junior high, he joins the non-existent volleyball club, non-existent boys volleyball club. Uh, career, he ends up only participating in one match, which he was soundly defeated by uh, Kageyama's team who is the king of the court. He is so self-centered, and uh, he plays to his own strengths without considering that of his teammates. Uh, they end up on the same high school team. And, which is Karasuno. Yeah, which is Karasuno, because he wants to follow, follow in the footsteps of the little giant, uh, and they don't quite meld together to begin with. What? I don't believe you. They argue a whole bunch. They create a huge scene where they accidentally knock off the toupee of the vice principal. Um, There are no repercussions for that because the vice principal principal is very embarrassed over his toupee. Uh, But they get kicked out of the team by the captain, uh, Daichi Sawamura. Until and, until they can learn to, to work together, he, yeah. he doesn't. So they they never officially joined the team. So they, they didn't really get kicked out. But they said, you know, you're not allowed to come into this gym until you two get your shit straight. Yes. So they uh, to do that, they have to prove that they have teamwork by participating in a three on three match. Hinata, Kageyama, and Tanaka, who is the uh, best sort of, character, <laughs> sort of delinquentish character. Uh, he's very silly. Best character. <laughs> and they, those three, will play against the other two first gears, Tsukushima, and I forget his name. It's okay because I think the the manga forgot he existed um, <laughs> as well. Um, God, what is his name? I got it. I got it. Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. And they will. They will. Uh, the other two first gears will be joined by the captain Sawamura. And this three on three match commences. Heck. The end of the first volume. And continues on through the second volume. Yes. And the second volume ends with a practice game against, against uh, the top four in the whole con- country or something like that. Yes, who is also the high school that most of Kageyama's junior high goes to. And, in fact, one of his senpai is the staff uh, setter there right now. Yes. Let's see. How how Da-da-da-da. So these first two volumes, which is all that's released so far, uh, they started release this started releasing them in July and it's a monthly schedule like we've been saying. Uh, so there's only two books out now. Uh, third book comes out in like two weeks or something. They cover the first six episodes seven episodes. Oh, it's a lot of episodes. For for two two books, yeah. So that, yeah. that's that's about the same pace as uh, Kuroko's Basketball, 
and uh, the later volumes of Yoamushi Pedal. So, I mean, still sticking with the, you know, no filler, which I really like nowadays, man. You know, yeah. filler filler used to get on my nerves way back, but they don't they don't do it that much anymore. So it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in in my correct opinion, this is the best art out of the three. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Kageyama doesn't look right at all. Yeah, he does. Like his face, something is wrong with his face. He looks like an alien. Something wrong with your face. Uh, why? He looks I, right to me. It just some it just the way the way that he's drawn, like it doesn't it doesn't look right at all to me. Like not for for forget you know compared to how the character designs of the anime look, which mm-hmm. they are they are different. Um, but they are the, they are the closest. Haikyuu, the, the character designs between the manga and the anime, they, they are the closest of the three that we've talked about. Uh, but they, they are still slightly different. But just something like with a lot of the shots, uh, I was just looking at one. Let me bring it up again and tell you what page to look at. Uh, here, uh, page 65 of volume one. Where are the page numbers? Um, so page 64 actually has a page number in the bottom yeah. corner, so you can actually tell that way. Uh, on 73. Yep, there it is. On page 65, the, the panel where he says, and I was rejected. Yeah. Something just doesn't look right. Like, the proportions bug me. That, makes, <laughs> that is a weird shot. It, but it's, it's, it's like, right above it, he's got crazy elf ears. And just above it to the, to the right, he's got these, this weird angry face with no facial features at all. I, some, something about it just looks odd to me. Um, I, I like Haikyuu. Please do not, uh, take it that I don't like it, but I think it's the most generic. Um, it's, nice. it's, it's totally, it's, it's the most, so both Haikyuu and Kuroko's basketball aired in Shonen Jump. Kuroko's is the fighting manga version of Shonen Jump, and Haikyuu is literally every other manga that has ever aired in Shonen Jump. It feels the most generic to me. Um, it has good characters, but it's not, it doesn't excite me as much as the other series. Um, when I watch the anime, I really like the anime, um, but that's, I, this is why I still haven't watched season two. I, I wasn't clamoring for more. I didn't need, to, to see more. I, I felt satisfied with what I saw. I liked the characters. I liked the series. I didn't buy the manga just for this podcast, Corey. Um, but it, 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 it definitely is the most generic, especially in, re, in regards to themes. Um, you know, I, I'm a little short guy. I want to be, I want to be good. Um, but, he can't, so he wants it, to fly. He wants to fly. I mean, it just it's it's the most childish, if you will, and, and that's that's the wrong word, but it gets the the idea of what I'm trying to to say across a little bit better. It's very very simplistic and very very fun. It's it's a shonen jump manga for younger boys. See um, when I when I'm reading. Uh Kuroko's Basketball, or when I'm reading Yoapega, I get that high 
that high emotional feel of the the greatest moments, but with Haikyuu, I'm just, like, grinning throughout the whole thing. It fills me with, uh, with a joy that the other two, or not a joy, but with a warmth that the other two don't, just because of how genuine it is. And I, I can see that because Haikyuu is more of a hit-you-in-the-feels type of story, and that kind of adds to the genericness that I, I, I get from it. It's very much more try to hit you in the feels. Um, when, when I was reading these two volumes, I, I immensely enjoyed them. Um, I didn't laugh as much as I do with Yoa Pedal. I didn't get as excited as I do with Kuroko's Basketball. But I immensely enjoyed the story, and I did have laughs, but Tanaka is my favorite character. Everything with Tanaka was the fucking best, and I love the manga much more than the anime because I can sit there and look at Tanaka's faces that he makes for much more than the split second that you do in the anime. Because um, Tanaka, the delinquent, he just he's all he's all about mugging. Um, to people, so if he meets somebody new, he all gets this air. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up, son," and gets this look. In the anime, it's all very quick, um, except for a couple of bigger moments. Um, with with the manga, I could just sit there and look at his face and be like, "Man, this guy is fucking a riot." Um, always flipping people off, which there's no middle fingers in the anime. Uh, there's all kinds of middle fingers <laughs> in the manga, yeah, um, and, and most of it is Tanaka. <laughs> All isn't all of it Kanaka. No, Kagayama throw, throws a bird in volume two it, oh, in shit. like one panel. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so Tanaka is the the one character that I really adhered to, and it was the same in the anime. Uh, Tanaka and Nishinoya. Oh, am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, those were the two characters that I really adhered to while watching uh, the anime, and so far it's turning out the same way for the manga because Nishinoya is introduced in the next volume that's out next month. Uh, Nishinoya is introduced in the end of the second volume. Yes, he has like two panels. Um, So he's introduced in the next volume that comes out next month. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fully. Fully. You you, you get to know who he is. But those were the two characters that I loved. Um, God, what is his name? Hinata? Yeah, Hinata. Hinata, the main character. But... The thing is, is the way the story plays out, it feels like he's not the main character. It feels like Kageyama's the main character. Because Kageyama is the one who actually has to do all the character growth. He's the one with the, the history, um, the, the personal issues, the, the personal problems, the way he's the one who has to grow. And you, he slowly starts growing over the course of these two volumes and you start seeing him evolve. And that's something that carried through the whole of the first season. Hinata is just the hyperactive kid. He's he, he's Honoka in Love Live, just the super excited one who, you know, without the, the movie, doesn't get any character growth. All of, Honoka, all of Honoka's growth was in the in the in the movie for Love Live, and so that's. It feels like Hinata is just a, a, a pretend main character for people to be excited for because he's so excitable, but he just is who he is. And at least from me watching the first season, and definitely through these first two volumes, it's more Kagayama's story. Hinata has to grow in a. In a different way than character growth, which isn't which isn't as gripping as uh, as Kagayama's in terms of story, but uh, he has to learn 
volleyball, he has to uh, get over his own nervousness in playing. Yeah. It just, it just, it just, it, that, that main dynamic always struck me as it, like, it wasn't really firing on all the cylinders that it should, uh, because, because of that. It never felt like it really gels for me. But it's so good. It is really good. I'm sorry, Corey. This is what happens when people say things are better than things that I think are better. I have to talk about all the things that I dislike, but I like Haikyuu. I do. I like the series. I will I will continue to buy it, and eventually I will watch the second season because I want to. Um, it's really fun. It's a good Shonen Jump volleyball manga, which – how many volleyball manga are out there? Um, Any more? Haikyuu? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. I t- I killed you. T- I killed you, Corey. I I, I t- killed your spirit. It's okay. I'm sorry. Build yourself August. back up. I I love August. you. <laughs> I love you. Why- talk about why? Why do you love Haikyuu so much? Why do you like it better than Kuroko's and Yoapeta and Ace of Diamond? Because I know Dana loves this series too. Like a lot yeah. of people are saying that they Haikyuu is their favorite sports series. Oh, that's not true by far. It, well, me, of, like, of of recent years, at least. Hmm. No, I don't think that's even true for recent years. No, but but that's the sentiment that I I always continually see, and it, it's, no, I, it, I agree with you there. Just it's for a me, piece of me that's missing. <laughs> I don't think that's like. Um, it's it's very easy to grasp on the haiku much more immediately than it is for Yomushi Pegel and Kuroko's. I think. Um. Because in Haikyuu, you jump, you jump straight into that uh, junior high game, and uh, everyone wants to cheer for the younger dog. Everyone wants to cheer for the guy that has no chance of winning. Whereas Yoapaga, you're 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 taking a while. You're, you're taking your time to get to know uh, Onoga and Imaizumi. Uh, you're getting to know uh, bicycling at all through Onoga, and him just getting to know that. And then in Kroko's basketball. Um, they already know the sport, they have to learn the team, and they don't, it takes a while for them to get to a game the first time as well. Uh, but Haikyuu jumps, jumps right into there, it's easy to grasp on to something, uh, much more immediately than it is in the other two. And then it's easy to grasp, grasp on to, uh, Hinata's enthusiasm, and to just hate Kageyama, and then for him to turn uh, turn into a somewhat likable character just within two volumes. Kagayama is a shit, I tell you what. <laughs> he is a shit. Um, but he does, he does get better. He, his team is actually playing with him, and his team now recognizes that he has talent, whereas his team before was just like, he doesn't, he doesn't have any talent, he never hits the balls, or he never sets the balls where we can hit them. He never does uh, anything that is encouraging to us. He's just out to win the game for himself. And I, I can actually, I can actually see that, and that actually ties in. Like, I can see more about myself on why, even though I like Haikyuu, like it doesn't, it's not anywhere close to Kuroko's or Yoapeta for me. Is I, I, I actually, I like it where a series takes its time. Um, I don't need to, to jump right in. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, 
I, I love the characters in Kuroko's and Yoapeta, and I'm okay taking the time and having it build because for me, it's all about building and it and having it explode at the end as opposed to constantly high energy from start to finish, which is what Haikyuu is. It's, it is exactly what you said. It's, it's high from the first panel all the way through yep. to where the second volume ends. And that's how I felt when I watched the first series of the anime. It's, it's up there and it just runs through it um, at that high, higher energy level. Um, but I, I never really adhered to many of the characters because one of the bigger problems with Shonen Jump manga is the uh, sidekick characters are always the better characters than the, the, the main characters, but they're always woefully underdeveloped, so you can't really love them. Like, One Piece is, is infamous for that. Like Everybody loves every member of the crew more than they do Luffy, uh-huh. but Luffy is the one that has all the story happening to him. Um, so it, it becomes it becomes kind of hard. Um, that's one of the things One Piece did really well was they'll always have like a big arc that's about one character so that you can get into that character and then basically they're just a sideline. Yeah. Uh, whereas so far with Haikyuu, um, everybody is just sidelined. I know Dana loves uh, Sugiyama. Suga. Sugawara. Suga, Sugawara. Um, and I thought he was a great character, but they never. They, they don't really get too much into him until much later. Like, I can't imagine. It'll be like volume 10 or something by the time they get around to Sugawara. Yeah. Suga, um, Suga might be my favorite character in Haikyuu. And I'm, I agree with you, or I agree with everything that you're saying. But I think uh, if I were having to rank these three manga, uh, well, if I were to have to rank these three manga as they are now, I would probably say... Haikyuu, Yopaka, Kuroko's, but like if I'm taking it with everything that I've seen from them, I don't know if I could definitively say any of them is better than the other. Yeah. And I just, I just, you know, I, I like, I like soaking in series for some reason. I'm ridiculous. Well, no, <laughs> that's, people... that's what television, or that's, that's what we want from stories at all, is to be able to watch them and soak them in and have them become one with ourselves. <laughs> bathe in, bathe in them. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Tanaka. Like really, like reading these two volumes and re-experiencing the story, I was just like, man, fucking like Tanaka is what this series is all about for me. He's a great delinquent character. He makes the best faces. Um, really IQ does like- make good faces. I really like the side stories in both Kuroko's and uh, Haikyuu. So they have, uh, I think in Haikyuu it's only at the end of the first volume, maybe? Uh, second volume. The first second volume point. didn't have it. All right. That was really funny. Yes, it uh, was. And, and why was it funny? Why was it funny? Because it was about Tanaka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then in Kuroko's they have it at the end of each chapter. It's just yeah. like a sort of four comma thing. Yep. The, the, I, I, it, well, two coma. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's just like two panels. It's like here are outtakes from. Yeah, Yo, Yo, Yoapeta doesn't have that. Um, they have, Yoapeta has tons of bicycle facts. 
So like at the end of each volume, you, you'll read for pages because the author of that series is a huge bicycle nerd. Yeah, he is. So he tells you everything you could possibly never have wanted to know about bicycles. <laughs> um, and the anime had the, the little omakes, which I'd be curious yeah. to see if those ever show up in the manga. Um, but yeah, I, that, that's a staple for a lot of manga series, and I love it you know, in all of them. They're just yep. really fun. Who wouldn't? But yeah, the Haikyuu bonus story is a Tanaka story. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on these three? Um, well, specifically to Haikyuu, uh, it, it, it's, it's probably, it, it is definitely the most popular. I, the, Haikyuu is the one that most people are going to read, um, which is fine. Uh, Sentai has released the anime already on Blu-ray. Viz is pumping them out. It, people know about it. It's pretty popular at conventions with cosplay. Yeah. Um, the Haikyuu so, cosplay uh, photo shoot was way bigger than the Ace of Diamond one that I went to. Oh, wow. Probably bigger than the, the Love Live that we went to a couple years ago. Uh, probably. I don't think they even had a Love Live photo shoot at Anime Iowa. That's what I'm referring to. And that's like oh. a 5,000 person con. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tiny. But there were, uh, there were a couple dozen, well, probably not a couple, but like two dozen Haiku cosplayers as opposed to like eight Ace of Diamond cosplayers. <laughs> I think I saw maybe a dozen Love Live-ers throughout the entire weekend. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so most people, most people already are tuned into Haikyuu. Yeah. You know, so most people already know if they like it or if they don't. And if, if you have no experience with Haikyuu, I think I, I, I enjoyed these two volumes of the manga better than I did, uh, the first few episodes of the anime. Um, the, the anime didn't really kick in for me until like halfway through when they actually started doing more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first season of the anime like that didn't even like they only played like one game or two games in the whole series didn't they? Uh, I don't remember. That was too long ago. It was um, two years ago. <laughs> and I watched you guys like aired. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think the manga um, has a better delivery system for the story than the anime did. Um, and you can look at the the faces. Uh, in more detail, it, it does have good art, uh, even though it's like some of it just bugs me. Uh, that's just my personal beef. Uh, the, the ugly art in Yoapeta, the different character designs in Kuroko's, like those don't bug me. Something about the the art in Haikyuu bugs me for Kaguyama's face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's worth a shot. Def- I would definitely go the manga over the anime, and I probably won't be invited to the anime episode whenever that is, because tons of people are already clamoring for Corey to do that episode, because it is really popular. A lot of people really do love it, and for good tons reasons. Tons of people. Tons of people. I don't know if I know tons of people. <laughs> hey, look, if Dylan is asking to be on your podcast, then you know you've breached into the mainstream. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're there for Haikyuu. I mean, I like it. Go for it. I think people should focus more of their energies on the other two because they're not as instantly accessible, but they are also in my opinion, better stories with better characters that pay off. Like, I know for a fact 
Kuroko's and Yoapetta pay off because I've seen the anime. Um, Kuroko's is done. Yoapetta finishes the first phase of the manga, which is like 30 volumes into it. So I know that they pay off. Um, and it's worth the time and the investment. And just because Haikyuu's popular and you know it and you love it, gotta spread that love elsewhere, guys. <laughs> I'm selfish. <laughs> <laughs> No, def- definitely read all of these. They're top-notch manga. Yeah, and and, and we 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 were calling it like a, a a renaissance, if you will, because the 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 these types of stories they have proven to not sell well. Publishers don't release them, but it's all like happening like right now. We 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 have Yoapeta Haikyuu and Kuroko's manga coming out at for Haikyuu and Kuroko's at least at a fast pace. Uh, Yoapeta, we got the anime. Haikyuu, we got the anime. Um, Kuroko's, we're crying to ourselves. Screaming as far as the the seas can carry our voices. Um, so, I mean, like, these things are happening, like, and it's exciting. Like, what, what else is going to get licensed? Um, like, I hope that they start taking more chances um, and... And, and don't go with the more obvious. Like the next obvious one would probably be Ace of Diamond because we had we had the anime uh, released by uh, Crunchyroll. It's finished um, at least you know part one. So there is a series of Ace of Diamond that has completed. Yeah. Like that that seems like it would be the most lo- next logical one. But apparently only Yen Press is psychotic enough to release a forty five volume series. And not Kodansha. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I I I want I, I I hope to see like people taking more chances. Like, give us something crazy. Like, like 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 manga publishers nowadays, like they've gotten really in tune. Like like um, be, before with the bubble and everything in the early two thousands, it was more reactionary. Like, oh, that has an anime that got released and it it's popular. I'll put out the manga. Or, you know, hey, this is a manga series that just kind of exists out in the ether. Um, they had no tie-ins or anything. Uh, over the last, like, four years, I've seen manga publishers, all of them, Vertical, Viz, Yen, Kadansha, like, they're, they're licensing these titles that maybe don't get that much fanfare. And then two years later is when an anime gets released, and then all of a sudden there's this huge demand and they say, hey, we have all these books. We've been fucking releasing this for years. And, and it, like they, they, they're getting to this point where they're ahead of the game. Um, and so I, I'd love to see that for sports manga, for, for them to start releasing titles that don't have an anime to, but will in a couple of years so that they could cash in on that. Because you know Crunchyroll is going to fucking stream it. Crunchyroll mm-hmm. is they're, they're the guys that like I I thanked them entirely for all of it. If he's not Crunchyroll, it's gonna be someone else. Yep. So I, that's where where I'd like to see it go. But I'm I'm just so ecstatic that this is even happening at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And they're they're good series too. Like it's not garbage like that Sasameki soccer manga from Yen eight years ago. Oh, Night in the area. Huh? Night in the area? Oh no, you're talking Sa- about Sasameke. Sasameke. Yeah, I mean, there these are good series, and I think that's important too. People yeah. go where the quality stories are, and these are quality stories. You gotta love them. 
Got it. All right. It's been two and a half hours. We've yeah, like three different series. Close this out. Uh, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at GoKufi, G-O-K-U-F-F-Y. Uh, you can go on there and read about uh, the terrible pain and suffering. Uh, that's basically the only thing I've posted this week. Um, but I am there. This podcast is a memory booger. You should find that that clip. And what put clip? back in the, the the clip. I think it was on the the bamboo blade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put that in. It's a nice little tribute to my buddy. <laughs> All right, I'll look for it. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter at impassionate k. Podcast is on Twitter at Taiku Podcast, T-A-I-I-K-U. We're on Tumblr at TaikuPodcast.tumblr.com, and our website is TaikuPodcast.com. Thank you, Chris, for coming on the show again, talking about manga for a long time. Thank you. Wasn't this like your first manga-only episode, too? No, we've done uh, one or two besides this. Uh, cross game. Oh, that's not manga-only. I only read the manga. <laughs> And then uh, Girl on the Shore and The God's Lie. Oh, okay. So I, I, I thought the As God's Lie was paired with an anime, but it was paired with Girl yeah, on the Shore. Girl on the Shore. Right. Uh, if you go listen it, to that one, they have Pitbull music in it. I will not listen to it. It's for egg. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. broken up into very distinct sections for each series. Yeah, so we'll take a break between each one, um, regardless of whether we actually have to get up and break or not. Okay. You want to do uh, Kuroka as you up at IQ? Why Why you got to have IQ last? This is the best one. <laughs> wow, you're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you be so wrong before in your life, Corey. I'm sure you have. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, we can we can do we can do it that way. All right. Do you want lunch? Okay. Yes, sir.